Welcome to Ghosts and Grit. Hey, what's going on? So on this episode, I am joined by Cindy Kaza, psychic medium and paranormal investigator. Uh, Cindy and I have worked together for years. We have a friendship that goes back even longer. She's friends with my wife, an amazing woman, and a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the paranormal and the other side. Make sure you click like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're watching on Rumble, make sure you follow. Enjoy the episode. I think like COVID, I was like, why would I ever fucking wear heels again? This is, heels are awful. Now I just want Very to wear weird flats. invention. Very weird invention. You wonder the funny thing is about like the world we live in. Do you have you ever had like, uh, do you ever listen to Jordan Peterson or anything that he says? No. Okay. So he did this whole thing about like, you know, like, oh man, women, like equality. And like, if that's the, you know, and don't over-sexualize women. He's like, fine, women need to stop wearing makeup and stop wearing high heels because high heels make your ass stick out. <laughs> True. And he's like, and in the workspace, everyone should wear like gray overalls. Yep. Like no more like dressing and men too. Like don't don't wear anything nice. Don't. That's what uniforms are for. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird. But no, like I think, I mean, I don't know. I think as women, I can only speak for myself, but... We're very fucking confused about how to show up for shit. <laughs> you know, it's so confusing. I'm like, because it's, and honestly, the negative feedback that I get from my, like how I look on TV is always from women. Rarely is it from men. It's always women like saying horrible shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's something to look at. Like this yeah. woman, um, she recently sent me this email. No, she sent me something on Instagram. She's like, love you on Dead Files, but your hair and makeup woman should be fired. <laughs> and I <laughs> was like, like, so I wrote back and I was super nice. I was like, wow, you know, thanks. I said, you know, um, everybody, you know, kind of has the right to like show up as they want on TV. I like the hair and makeup lady. And I was like, you know, it's really odd. Like most of the comments I get are from women. And she wrote back, she's like, I'm really sorry, you're right. She's like, that wasn't very nice of me. Thank you for being so gracious. Yeah. Wow. She, yeah. I, yeah. I had this woman, she was talking shit to, uh, to Aerie and like yeah. made a comment about Aerie. And I, this was ages ago, probably like three years ago. And I sent her a thing of like, fuck you. Like, who the fuck do you think you are to comment like that? And she somehow went through my social media, found an address, like an address, like she found where I go to jujitsu. And she sent me a gift, an apology letter to my jujitsu studio. And I was like, what the That's nice, but it's also fuck? terrifying. Um, Cindy, you're gonna hate me for asking this, but is it Kaza or Kaza? Are you fucking serious? I know. Well, because like <laughs> some people like people are like, oh, Cindy Kaza. I'm like, it's yeah. Kaza. Well, Kaza. I've always said Kaza, but then like I'll no, get on with Kaza. And it's the Kaza. network will be like, it's Kaza. And I'm like, no, it's Kaza. Like, am, am uh, I, I always well, if you speak German, Kaza is cheese in German, so ah, I just think of you're German Cindy cheese. Cindy cheese. I'm Cindy cheese. Cindy cheese. I mean, it's not spelled the same way, but I'm Cindy cheese. Cindy cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's embarrassing to have. I, have to, I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. Are we on? Are we good? Okay. All right. Um. Cindy Kaza, welcome to uh, my podcast. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for yeah. having me. Ghost and grit. Ghost and grit. Yeah. Are we eating grits? Where's my fucking grits? It's not grits. It's grit. It's, oh. it's the it's the tough stuff within you. I love it. Um, which is uh, it's kind of funny because I was I was having a conversation with my dad. He's like, "So what's your podcast?" And I'm like, "Ghost and grit." He's like, "What's grit?" <laughs> and I'm right. Like, uh, how do you? How would you describe grit? Me? Yeah. Grit, like I don't know, like 
toughness? Like, are you tough or are you, how deep can you go? Or what are your edges or yeah. like intensity? I like, like, I like, what are your edges? How, how far are you willing to go? Yeah. How deep into the grit are you willing to go? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. How, how much, how much can you take? How much can you take? Yeah. Um, so for people who uh, are listening that, I mean, mostly everyone that's going to listen to this is going to know who you are, but, um, how would you describe what you do? Well, I mean, I talk to energies. I communicate with energies in a different dimension, right? So when people say, what's a medium? My answer is a medium is an intermediary between this dimension and another dimension. Um, and then, you know, uh, can I get really like heady on yeah, this? Yeah, you can go fucking okay. way deep. Because it's like, it's so confusing, right? Because we try to find all these words to explain what we're doing when we're doing paranormal stuff. And we really don't have the right words because mm -hmm. I don't think any of us can completely comprehend what's happening in these other spaces, right? We try very hard. We want to create a form around it. We want to create dimensions. But, you know, then when you go deeper into it, you find like, wait, there's no time and space in this other place. So how are there dimensions? Because that's space. Yeah. So there's this guy named Matthias De Stefano. Uh, I think that's how you say his last name. He has the show on Gaia. Uh, I won't get too far into into it other than like he claims to remember all his past lives and is super interesting guy. But anyway, when when I was listening to a podcast that he, he had done and he was saying, you know, there are, dimensions are like this. It's not like it's a space. You're not going up a level. You're shifting your awareness. You're able to shift your awareness to this space, shift it here, which is still actually a space. But long story short, everything is happening right now all at the same time, I'm starting to believe. Past, present, future, spirit, mm. it's all around us. It's not here, it's not here. That's all kind of a dogmatic creation, right? But like people that are able to tap into these other energies are able to shift their awareness to these other energies. Yeah. So I think like, like that's an interesting way to explain it because really that's that's what I believe that it is. And yeah, so do you so do you think that I mean that it what you're saying kind of leans more into the the quantum like exactly realm, like, exactly not right. to get all Marvel on us. But um, yeah, like so do you think that that's what we're encountering some kind of quantum energy versus spiritual energy <laughs> or is is quantum energy spiritual? It's energy? all it's all part of. The oneness. So yeah. can I can I talk about plant medicine? Yeah, it, whatever you're comfortable with. So, okay. So I'm like, so I was uh, in a in a ceremony. Uh, I had taken some peyote, mm -hmm. and I had this experience where I was looking at the fire, and all of a sudden, I like saw everything was brought down to the smallest, tiniest point. And I knew in that moment, everything is in that tiny, tiny point, everything, all of it, everything that exists that's ever existed. And then it expanded all the way out and everything was there too. And I was like, interesting. So everything exists. It's like, it's all or nothing or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. It's like all there. And in that moment, it reminded me of like, oh, this is like Sufi thought of like, we're all part of the oneness. We go back to the oneness. Everything is everything. And if you talk to people who study Sufism. Uh, you what know, is Sufism? So Sufism, some will say it's the mystical aspect of the Islamic religion. Others will say Sufism has existed before all of all of it, right? It just depends on the, the, the thought behind it, right? So I have a friend who, uh, his name is Cameron Pasha, he's a super interesting guy um, who, you know, teaches me about Sufism because I think it's, it's a fascinating um, thought. It's a fascinating philosophy, religion, whatever you want to call it. Is it is it like the, 
Islamic version of Kabbalah? Kind of, okay. right? Right? But um, but a lot of Muslims will say Sufism is not Islamic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they'll be like, that is not Islam. Like, that is, like, you know, totally haram. It's like, it's against our religion, right? But when, when I talk to him, I'm like, well, what do you think about past lives? And he's like, well, here's the thing. We all come from the oneness. And as we come into each soul is, is unique, right? In, in, but as we're coming down into the body, the soul's coming down. It's passing through all of everything that ever existed. And then you get here and you have all of everything that ever existed before you within you. But we forget. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is just about remembering. So when people say, oh, in a past life, I was this. It's like, yeah, you were that. So was I. So was somebody else. You just happen to be remembering that aspect of whatever was in the oneness when you came in. And then you wonder, well, why are you remembering that? You know, and so it goes back to like everything is happening all at once. It's all here. It's all here now. We're not actually going anywhere. Yeah. Interesting. But I sit there and I drink my, you know oat milk lattes and I'm like I think about this stuff and it's like I I still you know when people ask me like now that you've been doing this a while do you think you know more or less I'm like absolutely less <laughs> it's like the more I learn the less I know 100% I that's what I say all the time I'm like the, the more investigations I've done and I'm nowhere near what you do I mean that's uh, but not yet no it's in you <laughs> I don't know I everything don't know about... is everything Jack <laughs> <laughs> I shall levitate um <laughs> No, but it's like I don't I don't know what any of this fuck this stuff is. And and human nature always either overcomplicates or oversimplifies. That's just where you go when you don't understand something. It's so true. And yeah. so with, you know, dealing with the the kind of the you know, spirits, ghosts, fucking what you know, whatever you want to call it, the energy. Um I I just all I know is it's not what we think it is. I agree with you. And I and agree with you. That's the only certainty I have. Yep. And uh, but it it's it's very real. A hundred. And I don't. And yep. and the thing is, any every time I sit down with someone who's like, oh, you don't believe in all that, I'm like, yeah, I yeah. kind of do. And tell me why you don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. That's and, a better question. Yeah. And 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 well, as I always say with like the UF, anyone brings up aliens and the government says, oh, it's it's not an alien. Then tell me what it is. You're telling me what it isn't. Tell me what it is. So uh, I don't know. I just I think that I feel like, you know, we're kind of I think as a society trying to understand it from a different perspective now. Well, yeah, you know, and the the way that we work, the way our minds work is, you know, we're trying to make sense of things by pulling from past experiences and things that we already have in our awareness. So when something is new and we can't comprehend it, we even, you know, unconsciously are pulling from these things, trying to make sense of it, you yeah. know? And it's like, I tell people, I'm like, stop trying to make sense of everything. You're not going to be able to completely make sense of it. Just be in it, be present, yeah. right? Like, that's where the magic is. Is is, And I really fully believe this. Like, magic and all of this stuff is, is when you are completely present and you're allowing it to happen. Because most of the time, we're thinking about the past. We're going in the future. We're trying to create a story. Mm-hmm. We're, like, doing all this stuff, Mind right? It's elsewhere, yeah. It's elsewhere. And, you know, I mean, it's like people, uh, you know, as a psychic medium, right? It's like people want me to tell them exactly what happens when we die. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I can't do that. So what <laughs> like, happens when we die, Cindy? Exactly, right? <laughs> I mean, look, like if it were one size fits all, then you would know, like, know about it through accounts of uh, people's near-death experiences. And they're not all the same. Yeah. And 
It's like, you know, I, I honestly, Jack, like the more I learn, the less I know. I tell people in my live events, I'm like, I would be very arrogant to stand up here and say, this is exactly what happens when we die. Yeah. Uh, talk about your live events for a second. So for, <laughs> my live events. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, in my live events, I oddly do them mostly in comedy clips, which people are very confused. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> you're a comedian. I'm a comedian. Um, no, look, like in 2013, I was signed with uh, this production company, and they they were housed underneath. Um, the, this company who owns all the improvs. So mm -hmm. they were like, why don't we just put you in the improvs on an off night and you can do mediumship? I'm like, perfect. And it just kind of expanded from there. But, you know, what I do is I get on stage and I bring through people's loved ones who have passed away, friends, mm -hmm. family, all of that. And uh, it's really fun. It's like, what I, I did that way before TV. You know, TV yeah. came years later. Uh, so it's been, it's been something I've been doing for a long time and I, I love doing it. Yeah, yeah. well, that's right around the time we met because we met in 2014 or 15. Yeah, I think it was like 15. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, we've kind of had a weird uh, paths of constantly just like intertwined for the last, you know, eight, yeah. eight years at this point. And it's, you know, it's definitely, uh, you know, you're, you're, whenever anyone says like, Oh, you know, medium's real. I'm like, yeah, they are. I mean, you got to meet Cindy. Mm -hmm. I mean, the amount of times that I've probably called you, being like, hey, can you can you do this reading? Can you, you know, it's I'm sure yeah. you get annoyed by it. Does no, I don't get annoyed by it. You're my pal. Oh, like, come on, I appreciate it's that. Like, yeah. Um, so your kind of history to, be, you know, becoming a medium. Yeah. How did that how did that begin and like what was that journey like for you? Yeah, so okay So the first experience I remember having was seeing somebody who had died. So it was when I was 10 um, So there's a girl who was in my elementary school and I knew her, her name is Amber uh, She died in a car accident. She was hit by a drunk driver, right? Um, she was a few years older than me. I think she was about four years older than me and she died and then after she died I was sleeping at my Nana's house and I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw her standing directly next to my bed. And it was scary, right? I pulled, And so this is the story. It's like I pulled the covers over my head, I pulled them down and she was still standing there. So I didn't understand what was happening at that time because I didn't have a reference for that. Like I grew up in, my family is Catholic. Uh, we didn't talk about I see dead people. Like that wasn't part of uh, <laughs> discussions that, you know, were happening at our home, it, at my house. And um, so, I just kind of held on to it, but it was so vivid. I knew something had happened. And then, you know, I was always super sensitive. I could read people very well. I knew things about people that I had no way of really knowing, but I still didn't know what was what it was, right? So when I was 19, <clears throat> and this is actually kind of a funny, I mean, it's kind of a funny story. So I was like, uh, living in New Hampshire, in, in Newmarket, New Hampshire, because I was going to the University of New Hampshire. And I had this like crappy college apartment and there were like four units in this like building. And I walked in and uh, and I was drinking like crazy at the time. It was like my party years, right? And so one of the, the door next to mine, I looked on the door and there was this like plaque hanging that said, come in for a witch's spell. I'm like, who's this person? <laughs> so like one night I was like was, super drunk. Was it Bette Midler? No, so <laughs> one night I was super drunk and I was like, I'm gonna just go knock on that door, you know? And I like knocked on the door and this woman opens the door and I'm like, hey, you wanna have a drink? And she's like, I don't know, like 60 something. And I'm like this kid and she's like laughing. She's like, no thanks. 
And then fast forward, I wound, wind up seeing her more and more, and then we become friends. So she is a psychic medium, this woman. Her name is Bonnie, right? Her name was Bonnie. She passed away in 2011, but her name was Bonnie. And she started talking to me about things about metaphysics. And I would go to her house, and she would pull out tarot cards, and she's like, you're a psychic medium. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? You know, but that was my first mentor. And so she was a really big like part of my life at a very young age. And it really took me until I quit drinking and I quit drinking at 23. Thank God. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. but I had to quit drinking to really start to like sit with what was happening. And I realized like, oh, my God, she's right. Like, I think I've been drinking a lot, too, because I'm so sensitive and I was having all these experiences that I didn't understand and I was trying to drown them. Mm. Right. Do you think that's common with uh, a lot of well, because, yeah. you know, in in recovery literature, you know, the, the founder said, uh, um, uh, what was it? It was something along the lines of you'll never meet a, a more spiritual group of people than drunks at a bar like ultimately it's like that's where that's what they're looking for yeah it's true right you're looking for god whatever you want to call it right and actually just to go off on a little bit of a sidetrack because i think this is interesting so um you know we're both in sober right Mm -hmm. from alcohol right so um and this is going a little bit back to plant medicine because uh, I'm an advocate for it. Uh, but I was 15 years without alcohol and I was like feeling this call. Like, I feel like ayahuasca is calling me, but I don't I can't do that. That's a relapse. Like, I can't do these drugs. Right. I mm-hmm. thought drugs. And I had this intuition. So this is like I was like, oh, I need to go to Lilydale this weekend. I've been going to Lilydale since 20, 2010. I'm actually going there today. Right. <laughs> So like Lilydale has been this huge part of my mediumship development. I think the first time I went there was 2009. And so anyway, this is years later. I'm like, I, I don't know why my intuition is like, go to Lilydale. I trusted it. This was on a Wednesday. I bought a ticket to go for the Friday. I get there. One of my friends lives there. And I asked her, I said, what's going on this weekend? Like, I just had to come here. She goes, it's AA weekend. And I was like, AA weekend at Lilydale. I was like, I've been coming here for a long time. Never once has there been an AA weekend at Lilydale. Mm-hmm. There's a whole weekend like uh, lecture going on by these AA circuit speakers. They're there presenting this PowerPoint presentation about how the founders of Alcoholics Anonymous were into spiritualism, automatic writing. The big book was channeled. It's, and I'm like, they have proof like this is like real. I'm like, how my jaw is like dropped. I'm like, how did I not like really know this? Mm-hmm. And then one of the circuit speakers is like, and, you know, they believe that psychedelics could help uh, with addiction. That, uh, well, the 12 and 12 was allegedly written, you know, uh, while Bill W. was doing copious amounts of, uh, no, it was uh, LSD. LSD. Yeah. So I like heard that and I was like, Okay, like that's what I needed to to hear, like for me to be like, hmm, maybe there is something here. And then my journey into, you know, the using these plant medicines, these sacred medicines really to, to heal trauma. Yeah. It, but I had to go through that whole kind of thing. Like if, if it hadn't happened that way, I wouldn't have touched it. Yeah. You know, and it, it's funny because it's, you know, there is a there is a growing movement in recovery and they kind of. It's starting to, a friend of mine, he has a podcast and, and we've discussed it a couple of times on his show, but it's, we, they, it's labeled alt recovery. And it's like, okay, like, yes, there is, there is a place for, you know, people that require total, 
abstinence and that is the only way that they will ever, mm-hmm. you know, achieve their uh, wholeness, if you will. Right. But, you know, the the longer I've been sober, the more I'm kind of like, yeah, like I do firmly believe there is a place for mm-hmm. plant medicine and psychedelics when it comes mm-hmm. to kind of healing as you said, trauma. trauma, right? And so it's like, I don't know, I went on a little bit of a tangent there, but it's just was interesting to see how all of these things were kind of weaving together, you know, yeah. and then and then, you know, a big part of of my passion in life is to study uh, mediums and healers and people from different cultures mm. and religions and spaces and to learn how do you connect with the spirit world? How did that start? How do you perceive the other side? And so all of these things Things have come come together uh, to create like this really fun journey for me of um, you know exploring these spaces and sitting with different uh, indigenous people and trying to understand their their connection to the spirit world and man it's so profound right like tv love tv fun but there's like so there's there's a lot missing from what's what where these things came from where these practices came from like all these other indigenous beliefs and i think that there needs to be a larger space for that so people understand you know yeah yeah well it's i think it's you know as you know we talked about at the top of this but that's that's a part of your grit your grit Mm -hmm. is like i've i've seen it is like you you constantly want to learn you constantly want to push yourself in the eight years i've known you i mean you're always like oh i'm going here to this to you know to i'm going to england to go to this like hogwarts school and i'm going (laughs) going back to indonesia and i'm you know i met with this person and it's it's like uh you're you're a student of the practice and i think it's i think it's a really uh uh, i think it's great because so many you know you see so many psychics that are just kind of like i'm a psychic they just sit back and it's like okay but like it's a skill that needs to be honed. Yeah. And I and it and it's funny. It's like, it's, you know, you compare it to a martial art. It's like, okay, well what belt are you? You know, are you are you what you know, all right, you're a black belt, what degree? It's yeah. like and it's, you know, you and and Michelle uh you know, my two of my favorite mediums. I love are, her. She's, she's amazing. Awesome. I look at, she's you know, so awesome. Michelle is like the dark wizard in the <laughs> corner and you're like the white wizard in the corner. That's the way that I, I kind of have you guys. She's so great, though. Like, she, she's so brilliant, oh right? Like, just like so full of knowledge yeah. and wisdom and like. She's just, not made from the same stuff we are. She's so, she's probably not from here. Hey, no. Michelle, you're from another planet. It's cool. Yeah. It, We're all- <laughs> it's very very true yeah it's uh but it's it, it it's kind of fascinating to kind of watch as a you know as a friend to both of you and yeah you know and um do you think that having you know experienced addiction problems and having kind of shitty things happen to you do you mm-hmm. how is that guided you with your kind of spiritual practice and, and Oof, with... well i mean i'm sorry i'm a speaker you know mm-hmm. a speaker i'm a seeker okay i just spit and then i put speaker seeker together it's that was good. really fun i'm a seeker so like you know like i think people again can only speak for myself uh yes D- did i come from addiction yes did i grow up around addiction yes did i come from trauma yes it seems to be so- sort of a uh, uh, underlying thread to, to mediums. I mean, I know a lot who have come from those backgrounds and I think in that space where seekers were trying to understand like, how did I get this way? Like, mm. what's going on? How do I find this? How do I find peace in my life? Uh, the other thing too is in that space of, um, in that space of 
coming from trauma, there's a tendency to disassociate in a much much faster. So we like are so good at being like, I'm out of here. I'm going outside of myself somewhere else because this is way too intense. Yeah. And that's where spirit stuff is too, right? So it's like this perfect storm, right? But like it, it's been uh, a driving force for me to, to really like coming from those spaces to uh, – find like what makes sense to me where do i fit where is my connection to god i believe in god which lineage am i following and and i have like you know studied a handful and and nothing's felt 100 percent right like completely because i think i'm supposed to keep seeking um and it, you know why like i would say sufism is pretty close but i'll tell you that this is where i run into to problems when I try to go organize religion. This is because a lot of organized religions, you know, talking to spirits isn't okay, right? Yeah. You're either talking to fallen angels uh, in the Islamic religion, you're talking to jinn, it's not human souls. I'm like, yeah, but what? I'm not experiencing that. Yeah. So it's been like this path of like, still I'm searching, I'm yeah. searching, like which, where do I fit in? And I think at the end of the day, it's like, actually it doesn't really matter. Like, it's like, I fit in with myself, with what I'm doing. I have my connection to spirit, I have my connection to God, right? But I still would love to feel like belong somewhere. Yeah. And, and you know, the driving force for human beings is the desire to belong. And, and and I think that that's part of it, too. Like, we're always trying to find where do I fit in? Where do I belong? Where's your tribe? Where's my tribe? Yeah. And then when you find your tribe, and this is what I think happens, you find your tribe, you find that sense of belonging. It's super hard to break away from it, even if you have experiences that are kind of leading you somewhere else. Yeah. You know, and... um what was I going to say? Oh, right. So like back to, uh, you know, exploring different cultures and religions. When I first started going to Indonesia, I was doing these paranormal investigations and the mediums there, they see all these creatures, these jinn, right? So jinn, it's kind of like genies, but jinn are these creatures made of smokeless fire that uh, in the Islamic uh, religion, you're not supposed to really engage with. They can be good, bad, or neutral, but they exist, right? And all Muslims believe that jinn exist. Because uh, I didn't have a reference for jinn, I couldn't see it. But then the more time I spent there and I knew that these beings existed, then all of a sudden I was saying to my friends, I'm seeing this creature that kind of looks like this, like that's this kind of jinn. Whoa. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's that thing of like you because you weren't aware of it, it couldn't manifest. But as soon as you became aware of it, it manifested, which then for me, I go. So are we. Are demons and evil shit manifestate? Are we manifesting people making it real? Well, I think oof, this is like right, because going back to we were talking about this before, like um Everything comes from the oneness. We all have light and shadow. In our culture, we're largely told to avoid our shadow. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, let's not look at this or don't be bad because then this. But we all have light and shadow within us. And I think until people can acknowledge and kind of work with their own shadows, it's very hard for them to acknowledge the shadow that exists you know, in other realms. I mean, maybe not for everyone, but that's kind of what I found. It's mm -hmm. like, again, back to if you like, uh, don't believe that uh, darkness exists, you're not probably not going to see it even if it's around you. Yeah. Uh, if you can't acknowledge those aspe aspects inside of yourself, it's going to be hard to acknowledge them elsewhere. 
you know, mm-hmm. but we all have it. So it's like we, we've been told that it's like a shameful thing to have these spaces inside of us. And it's actually it's part it's we have to learn to love and integrate those spaces, you know, because it's the more the more we avoid them, the more you start to see these outward projections of shadow in society because people aren't facing it with inside themselves. Mm. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's such a it like it. It's such a heady it's super heady. Yeah, it's just like and and I I don't think in this in this reality we'll ever truly know. I don't think we're meant to. I don't think it, the the No, the we're comp- here to learn. And then if you really want to get fucking weird, how do we know this isn't all just a as everyone's been saying lately, a a, a program. We're in a we're in a simulation. Could and, be. And it's that all that stuff is like source code information. You know what I'm waiting for, Jack? Waiting for the aliens to get here and fucking get me on that ship. Like, let's get. You would if if an alien. (laughs) All right, if an alien spaceship landed on the roof of this building and they were like, "Cindy, we've come for you. If you get on this ship, you can't return." Would you? Would you go? Oof, no, that would be tough. Probably not. What if they were like, "You can return, but it's going to be forty years." Probably not. Yeah, I've been missed my husband. Yeah, my friends. Plus, like you come back in forty years, who knows what you're coming back it's to? True. I can tell you, it's going to be like a steaming pile of shit. <laughs> you know what's funny? A friend of mine reminded me of this, and I completely fucking forgot. He was like, "Hey, do you remember on the Osbournes when you said I think America won't exist in fifty years?" You said that? Yes. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I remember I was having a conversation with my buddy, and I was like, "Oh yeah, dude, like this place is done in fifty years." That was. 20, 21 years, 22 years ago. So you're a psychic medium. I don't know if I am. I do. Really? I'd totally, see, I don't Jack. Know. Come on, Jack. I, I've I'd, told you this before. I know. I don't think I am. Uh, although, here's, here, <laughs> actually, can I test you on something? Which would let, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird test, but I, I had a vision about someone. <laughs> okay. Okay, and, and I'm curious if, if your vision, your impression is the same. Don't get freaked out. Is that a real? That's not real. That is real. That is real. Holy crap! That's crazy. Wait, where did you get this? Um, do I? I mean, you're not I, supposed to tell me. I'm not me. supposed to tell you. I mean, I I don't know, but I, I this now I'm all like all in my head, so I I, I don't I, and know. I'm putting you on the spot, but I it's, here's the thing: I have very little information on this person. I just keep seeing like a, a sword and like a military uniform and these blue like military uniform and yes. a sword. Okay. Is it right? I, I theoretically. Okay. Uh, he, he this skeleton was acquired from I can't get it I believe it was the um uh um what are they called? Not the the odd fellows. I believe this is an odd fellow skeleton. Mm-hmm. Someone said it was Mason. But I don't know if Masons, they don't traditionally use skeletons in their ceremonies to my knowledge, but I know the Odd Fellows do. And I know that it's very, you know, they, they their ceremonial garb is like swords oh, and shit. Oh, really? I believe so. But, I like it, though. Actually, it doesn't feel bad. No. It's I, actually really cool. So my thing with him, it's a guy, and he was an old guy when he died. Can I tell you what I'm seeing? Yes. Okay. Cause I see, like I see him kind of like standing behind you. He has a really good, not now, but like he 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 kind of hangs out with you. Mm-hmm. He has a really good sense of humor. Like he's not a bad dude. He's he's 
funny. And so he doesn't take things too seriously. So I feel like he's like cracking jokes with you and you're like, dude. So my thing with this guy, yeah. I see a gray haired guy who's short. Yep. Because this this is only like a, it's like a five foot skeleton. Yeah. And I just saw like a smiling dude who was stoked to be in the mix. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. That's what I got from from this. And it like I was like, I had like a vision of it and I was like, oh shit. See, okay. Jack's a psychic medium. I don't, no, I'm not a psychic medium, but that's what I got from <laughs> totally. this guy. Um, and that he's not, but like, cause my sister came and she's like, that's fucked up. You shouldn't have that. That's mean. And I'm like, no, this guy's stoked. He's, he's here. He's super stoked. He's having the time of his life. Yeah. So no guess, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm kind of like my, my buddy, he collects oddities. He, he hit me up. He's like, Hey, I just came across a full human skeleton. Do you want it? And I was like, fuck yeah, I no, do. No, it's cool. It's really, really cool. Yeah. I feel like you need to like- Give him a give name? Him, well, you need to, like he likes whiskey. Okay. So I feel like like when you're here, you need to like have a- Should I have That's a li- actually funny. He said Jack Daniels. And then he was like, haha, Jack, you know, like- He just said, okay. Jack. But no, he likes whiskey. Like just, no, he's cool. Okay. Uh, give T- him a, give Tobacco him an and whiskey? I don't know about tobacco. Definitely whiskey. Okay. Definitely whiskey. All right. <laughs> Up to you. All right. Next time I come in here, I hope there's like a little shrine, uh, yeah, like a little, a little offering. A little shot glass. But I just, I, I want to know, like, was it Mason's or Oddfellows? That's the thing that is like. Sword, swords in blue, like, uniform something. Let's see. Hold on. I let's, don't know. Let's look up something. Let's look up what uh, Masonic uniform Oh shit. What? Oh shit. Hold on. Is this something like that? Totally. Blue uniform. Yeah. Is it blue, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Which one is it? That's Mason's. Oh, okay. But let's look up odd I want to look up the odd fellows though. Um Hello's Uniform. Oh, mm. interesting. Um, it could be it could be odd fellows. Cause look, does he have a sword? Yeah. Wait, that one is it blue? I can't it, tell. It's, it's uh, sepia. Yeah, hold on. Let's see. Let's see if there's a. That looks like a. Hmm. Yeah, somebody, it's like, so wait, it's can like I navy. Ask you, did somebody, I, I think you told me how you got this, but I just want to ask a little bit further. Did some like rich person have this in a private collection and it got sold off and like a, a like a, after they died or something? Like I believe that? so. Yes. This was a, this was in a private collection. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I'm, I, I feel like it's odd, odd fellows. I feel okay. more like that. But I keep seeing like private collection, like it was like one of those sales and somebody dies. No, I can't even think. You know what I'm talking? Estate sale, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's also art that was in the part of that too. There's like an art. There's something with an art collection or arts and maps. So mm. I can I can I'll, I can send one text and find out it's maps. Something about maps, like a map collection. I don't oh, know. That's cool. Um, how when when your information comes to you, does it come to you as like a thought just? bubble just like pops into your head or do you visually see shit that's a good question it's all of the above so uh i describe mediumship like this Uh, it's like playing a game of pictionary charades and telephone all at the same time so 
uh, Pictionary is like seeing. It's the clairvoyant aspect. So as I was talking to you and you're like, what are, what's happening? I saw a flash of a blue uniform. I saw a flash of a sword. So that was visual inside my mind's eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I hear. So it's not external auditory like you're hearing me speak to you now. It can be, but rarely. Uh, it's more if you were to sing the words to your favorite song in your head, it sounds like you're talking to yourself, but it's actually coming from the spirit. Mm-hmm. And then I can feel, so I can like feel their personalities. I can feel if they were angry. I could, I could feel he was funny. He made me feel like he was like a cool dude who's just having a lot of fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I just know stuff. You just know. So the same, one spirit can give you uh, multiple pieces of information in different ways. So, right? Like he showed me the uniform and the sword. He made me feel like he was fun, had a good sense of humor. Yeah. Right? The, the vibe I got to is that he was really, he was happy that they used him in mm-hmm. their ceremonies. He yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. when he died, he's like, yeah, use me. I'm stu- I'm like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Super cool. Yeah. For, you know, for what skeleton. else? What else you got? Like you got um, another oh, skull? Oh, okay. What's that, this? Ooh, yeah, that this is a possessed box. Get it away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's so it's a ghost box and it's got a piece of I forget what it's a hang the hanging hanging tree is like a famous like haunted thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's a possessed box. Yeah, it's a possessed box. <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? No, I actually don't have that much like ghost ghosty shit in here other than a skeleton and a ghost box i mean that is spectacular you like that that was made by ai <laughs> that is, we ai that. what that's a that is not that's supposed to be like ai'd my face onto like that picture. what is going on yeah that's wild isn't that crazy that's yeah so and, cool. and that one too that's actually not that's a, ai that's ai that is not a picture of me and it kind of can tell <sighs> Man, so, this is yeah. so crazy ai uh do you think ai is gonna destroy us all well let me tell you what i've been saying for the last five years, just like, I thought I was just kind of kidding, but I don't think I was kidding. It was just kind of happening. I was like, when everybody else goes robot, I'm going hippie. Mm-hmm. I've been saying it. And uh, now I'm like, oh shit, like this is gonna happen. Like I'm gonna be the person on the commune growing vegetables, like <laughs> living in communal living. Well, everybody else is like AI robot, like Cindy, forget I've, about it, dude. I've got the land, I told you. I you, wanna build a yurt you on your land. You can build a yurt on my land. I will, yes. I will happily help you find a good spot. We'll tap you into the well. We'll okay, you. I'm doing it. I swear to God. Yeah, you sh- you got to come up. 100%. This is, this 100%. Is, this I mean, Ari would freaking love that. And I told him, I was like, I'm going to be like crazy Aunt Cindy with like the palm outside <laughs> of her yurt coming for a reading. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Have the neon sign. <laughs> Seriously, though, I'm down. Do, I mean, can you... Do you have the ability to... Like, have you ever predicted dark fucking crazy yes. shit? Like. Okay. Yes. Yes. Like and what? I mean, uh, I do, I've done some predictions through automatic writing. So mm-hmm. like, this is going back like I started really automatic writing in like 2007, 2008. And I used to save all of my writings and go back and see if these things came true. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it would take seven or eight years for things to happen. Um, and so I was predicting. Oh God, I can't remember exactly. I might I might get a little bit off, but. Uh, this was probably in 2009, I think it was in my automatic writing where the writing was saying like, there's going to be a mass exodus of people 
It's like going over, it's like the Jordan River or Jordan or somewhere in the Middle East of, of millions of people like evacuating, fleeing. And then at that time, there's also going to be um, a lot of uh, uh, twisters, like not, not tornadoes, but uh, hurricanes. So it's like sometimes it's a little bit cryptic, but, uh, but and then I don't always know the time frame, right? Like I'm not like always 100% accurate. So it'll take years for things to unfold. But I saved these writings. I'm like, I got to go back and reread some of these things because I think it's actually starting to happen now. Yeah. You know? Interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of wild. It's like, yeah, it's not my favorite thing. It kind of freaks me out. But I guess it's good information if you want to, uh, you know, go off the grid and hide in a yurt. <laughs> <laughs> but in all reality, like I try not to live in fear because it's not a good way to be. No. It's like and, and if you're going to work as a psychic medium, you have to know how to just like get the information, put it aside and go about your daily life. Otherwise, it consumes you. And it'll make you crazy. Like you can't live in that space, you know. Do it, have you ever has it ever got to a place for you where it was like grinding you down a bit or have you always had an ability to kind of compartmentalize it you know what i'll say jack i'll say like uh when i filmed dead files um that show that was like dark like all the cases were super dark right you're going in and like really the stuff that i was tapping into uh it was a little bit that was a little bit hard for me. Like mm. I got tired after that one because it was case after case. And I loved I loved filming it. Right. Like I'm not knocking it. But the energy of the cases was so intense, like case after case after case that uh, I could see how um, how mediums who work in that space all the time, it can it can get to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's well. And I think I think it's any paranormal show like everyone I know that works on paranormal shows are like, man, this shit it grinds you down yeah because we're, we're dealing with dark shit all the time yeah. it's not like we go see like oh where's the rainbow ghosts with like the glitter and the good times and the yeah, smiley happy it's not that. no it's like no we're dealing with like really negative just su subject matters yeah e even if it's just that alone you yeah. just you don't dive into the kind of spiritual side of things it's it's depressing. Yeah, it is, right? Yeah. And it's like, although the intention, right, you're like helping families and stuff, but I learned really quickly, I need to have uh, really good boundaries. I need to have a routine where I'm getting energy cleared off of me by mm -hmm. other people uh, because it's very easy to like kind of just go about your day and not pay attention. But over time, it really will affect you. It'll affect your mental health, your physical health, yeah. all of it. Uh, so I learned, I learned the hard way, like, yeah. okay, I need to be diligent and like really, you know, have some sort of a practice, a daily practice or a weekly practice where I'm doing these certain things to maintain some sort of balance in my life. Yeah. And that's, and it's funny, like, I, I totally took that for granted. Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, whatever, like, and, yeah, and I've had experiences and, and things have kind of come to light for me uh, you know lining up with like no like there is that that negative energy darkness whatever you want to demon whatever you want to label it as like i was having experiences that uh, irrefutable that like yeah. no this is this was a direct result of going to these places not setting boundaries not kind of shutting it down or cleansing myself yeah. and and yeah it's um it's weird. I know. It's and it and it and it's the it's made me more like I'm kind of kicking myself. I'm like, wow, like I totally thought this wasn't 
as real as it is. Yeah. And and I you know I could say that to like my naysayer friends and they just don't they don't they won't get it because they haven't experienced they it. haven't experienced it. You have to experience it. You know I think it's 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 the same thing with mediumship, right? I could do an event and there could be a lot of people there. Right. I could have a really great event where I'm going to each the not each person, but the people that I'm connecting with and bringing through things that like there's no way I could have known. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like and other people could be watching and still not quite believe or they don't because they didn't feel it. If they didn't have the experience themselves, it didn't hit them the same way. They didn't actually embody it. There's something about like really fully embodying the experience because even I could do a reading for like, I'll just use you for an example. I could sit down and do a reading for you and I could be saying things you're like, she didn't know that, but there still might be a missing piece where you didn't feel the energy behind it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I mean, I've seen it time and time again and it's like, there there has to be, in my personal opinion, like such a deep kind of experience where you not only do you have uh, the the a mental kind of revelation, but it also is the emotional, physical, like you feel it in your body. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing that's like when you when you like feel that energy for me, it's always like it feels like a, a wave of electricity kind yeah. of from my head down to my feet and it kind yeah. of like ping pongs up and down my body yeah yeah so it's that combination right and when you feel the energy you're like i can't deny that that just happened yeah. like i can't think my way out of that one yeah like i can't yeah exactly like right now i couldn't be like start taking it's just not gonna happen no yeah yeah so what's been you know with doing paranormal shows what's been the scariest thing that you've encountered Oof. See, they're like, it's like scary. There are things that are scary in different ways, right? Like, okay, I think this was pretty scary for me. Uh, I filmed the shock doc, uh, the scream one about Danny Rowling. Mm-hmm. Like the, and for me, that one was actually really scary because what happened was I was connecting in with uh, the spirit of Danny Rowling and I could feel all this compassion for him, right? Like I was like, oh my God, this guy was so abused. Like, I feel so bad for him. He was like pulling on my heartstrings and I was like, oh man. And you gotta remember this guy like went in and like brutally like murdered all these people, right? Uh, So, but I saw what I thought to believe this very human side of him and I was kind of falling for it, right? And not that it didn't exist, but the point is like, I was like becoming more vulnerable in in an investigation than I should have with a spirit who was not in my best interest, right? Mm -hmm. So then like 15 minutes later, uh, we're filming another scene and I tap into it again, but then I'm like, it's the super manipulative side of the same spirit. And And I became very conflicted and confused. I'm like, I don't know what the hell it is that I'm dealing with here. Like I'm so this is very dangerous because this guy is so uh, it could so easily manipulate me as a medium like I fell for that shit. Yeah. You know, and that scared me because I I didn't see it coming necessarily. You know, Um, I can go into an investigation and no terrifying things have happened um, and all that stuff. But I I guess I, I generally don't feel as manipulated. Yeah. So you were, you literally were encountering the, the kind of homicidal, narcissistic kind of nature of this guy. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, like this is this is. Yeah. How did he die? How did that guy die? I don't I, you know what? I don't remember how he died. I feel like he 
did he kill himself? I don't know. What, I don't know what happened to him. I can't remember, to be mm. honest with you. And so you were yeah. investigating the location where these murders happened? He might happened? have been executed in prison or something. I don't remember. Oh, wow. Okay. Don't don't quote me on that. I yeah. literally don't remember. But we were investigating the uh, the murders that happened uh, on the college campus because what people don't know is uh, that the Scream franchise was like kind of loosely based off of the life of this guy Danny Rowling, who was a serial killer. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, huh. a lot of I didn't know. You know, until, when when was he killing? When was his like rampage? I think it was in the eighties. God, I don't know. Nineties? I can't remember, Jack. Holy shit! The Giglo Beach the, guy. The, Wait, can oh, we talk about that yeah, for a yeah, second? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that's fucking crazy, right? Because I Jersey. You, the weirdest thing. I was talking to. We did a podcast with my family. And uh, like two days before we would talk and we were talking about serial killers. Yeah. And I was like, oh, do you guys know about the serial killer on Long Island? And no one knew. And I was like, yeah, like he's been going for like years mm-hmm. now and they can't figure out who he is. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, they go, like yep. turn on the they news. They found him. I know. It's crazy. Right. And it's like so serial killers, super terrifying. And I feel like for a while I was getting all these shock docs and it was always serial killers. Yeah. Right. It was like the Danny Rowling one. Ed Gein had to go there. Oof. Um, to his childhood home and tap into his energy. What was that like? You know, it was really interesting because I expected to, um, you know, I was terrified of Ed Gein, like he's scary, but I was actually way more terrified of his mother. Mm. And because she was so crazy, like that guy really like grew up in a very unstable environment and his mom was super, super like out there and abusive. And I, I didn't expect to encounter her as much as I did. And she was a huge part of the investigation. So is it that classic case of like abused, you know, horrible mother, like twisted yep. this guy's brain all up and classic case. And then he just started to cut up dead bodies and keep vaginas oh, in boxes. It's just like, what? You know what I mean? Like yeah. how many movies were based off of his story? <sighs> Psycho. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so, Silence so the, of the Lambs, yeah, right? I, yeah, I think so. That one too. Was it Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, because you so. made the skin, the the skin, skin suit. suit. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Give me back my dog. <laughs> Give me Put the my... lotion in the basket. <laughs> it puts the lotion on skin or it gets the hose again. <laughs> it's not funny. Oh my, my God, so fucked up. My buddy was uh, at a bank in Hollywood and he looked behind him and Buffalo Bill was like waiting in line behind him and he was like, oh my God. Oh, no way. Yeah, he was like so stoked. Can you imagine <laughs> playing that role? Like how do you ever come out of playing that role? Like, uh, Yeah, I mean. He it's did, a tough one. Yeah, he, he he nailed it. He nailed it. Do you um Do you have stuff come to you at night? Like when you're like kind of winding down? Like, yeah, look like the the kind of right before you fall asleep and right as you're waking up seems to be prime time for people to have experiences with the spirit world. Mm. Uh, is it real? Um, sometimes is it just the brain doing its thing? Also, sometimes, yeah. you know, so I tell people, um, you know, if you are having those experiences, write them down because you forget like you're waking up, you think something, write it down, keep yeah. a journal by your bed, then see what happens. Yeah. But I will say this, uh, the spirit world is super intelligent. Like people have uh, visitation dreams are very common. It's when you have a dream of somebody after they've passed away. But it's the kind of dream that you will never forget. Like they're there, you see them, it's so vivid. And you wake up and you're like, man, I think that was real, right? But you literally will never forget the dream for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've had, I had that for sure. Yeah, and yeah. And anytime it's happened for me, I've been dreaming about something else and then all of a sudden it's like someone just 
it like interrupts. It's like I'm in this dream. Like I, I remember it clear as day. I was having a dream. I was on a subway. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the dream just like, it's like someone pulled the curtain back from the dream and I was sat with this family friend who'd passed away a few yep. years earlier. And yeah, it was, uh, it was very interesting. It is interesting, right? Yeah. And And I think that spirits are like great they're sleeping we can get in and they're not going to talk themselves out of talking to us because they can't they're asleep and so it's like a prime time for them to get in and get a message out yeah. because people will have these experiences during the day and then they just like pretend it didn't happen or they talk themselves out of it right yeah so the more you believe the more you receive you know that's what i believe too yeah yeah what do you, what do you say to people that kind of naysay what you do that's fine doesn't bother me. Yeah. It's kind of like, look, everybody has a right to believe what they want to believe. Everybody has a right. And all of those belief systems are super useful in society. Like, hey, thank God, like, uh, you know, I can't make a blanket statement. But let's just say I know a lot of people who are very science minded that don't believe any of this is true. They're like atheists, like it's all BS. Thank God they exist because they're spending them t their time developing medicines and things like that. Sure, <laughs> like, right? Go for it. You don't have to believe. Go do your thing. You're yeah. useful in society, right? Like, um, it's not an it's not offensive. You know, everybody has the right to believe what they want, and I'm not here to uh, change anybody's mind. You know, I'm here to do my thing. I'm here to live my life, and um, so yeah, it's like really not a big deal. Mm. I think the time that my feelings get a little bit hurt or when people are like, you know, accuse me of like just stealing people's money and shit like that. I'm like, well, that stings because that's not true, yeah. you know, but um, but other than that, I mean, but that's all my own stuff to work through because it's like, yeah, of course, if you don't believe you're not, you're going to think that, mm -hmm. you know. But it's, yeah, it's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's like everybody do their thing. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's a great, great attitude to have towards it because it, it, it is, you know, with mediumship and mediums, like it, it's, there is, uh, it, it really is a divide. Like people are either like, no, I believe. And then people are like, no, it's all, it's all snake oil. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's very, it is a very. Um, it's divisive. Yeah. It's very divisive. But the other thing, too, it's like when people say it's all snake oil, I don't believe that. Then which category do you fall into? Is it the people who don't believe in anything or is it like are there are they people that are religious and think that I'm communicating with Satan? Because if you think I'm communicating with Satan, you still technically believe that mediumship is real. I'm just not talking to the, the souls of your loved ones. Yeah. And that's where it gets kind of interesting because, again, if we look at mediumship as somebody who is an intermediary between this dimension and another one, technically anybody feeling the presence of angels, feeling the presence of anything other than what's happening in this reality is having a mediumistic experience. Yeah, it's a great point. You know, and I think you said it to me. You went like, what is a what is a pasta? That's a medium. That's someone that's the go between <laughs> between God and the you know the congregation essentially if people are feeling spirits entering their bodies and they're getting divine intervention and they're saying i heard this from an angel that is mediumship it's just being utilized in a different way and looked at in a different way mm. uh, it seems to get really messy when people say i saw your dead dad who said hi <laughs> if i say an angel came to me and told me this it's received differently yeah so Anyway, where were you at? Like, 
I guess on a kind of a spiritual medium level during COVID. Cause I, for me, I felt like, I felt like as a society, there was a huge shift in those couple years. Totally. Like it, it, it was this, I, I jokingly said like, uh, there was BC before COVID <laughs> and then AC after COVID and we're living in, you know, <laughs> you know, 2023 AC. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So do you, well, what I think happened during uh, COVID is people were forced to slow down. They were, and a lot of people were dying and people were being faced with death. Like it's called mortality salience when death is like in your face and it really pushes people to kind of confront their belief systems, what's happening, right? So there's all this stuff happening, right, during COVID. Like, um, I think when what I found is people became more online. They became more open to having these experiences. They became more intuitive. Um, and part of it, I think, is because when we're forced to stop and slow down, there's a lot that can happen in that space. Most of the time, people are on autopilot. They get up, they they go to work, they do their thing, they come home, they go to sleep. It's like, right? Mm -hmm. Everything changed. It created an opening, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it It's, you know, when I started teaching more during COVID, and it was really interesting because I teach uh, like this mediumship workshop for beginners and a lot of people were coming and they were like, something's happened since COVID. I'm opening up. I don't know what's going on. Like a lot of people. So what's your take on it? I, I think, uh, you know, fear is a great driving force. It, it, it can kind of push people to, you know, I guess it comes down to the grit. What we were talking mm -hmm. about, like, where's your, where's the boundaries? How, how deep will you go? And I think so many people were so scared about so many things, you know, and like uh, you got to remember, like leading into COVID, it was like, uh, you know, the sky is falling because of Trump. And then we have COVID. And then it was like conspiracy theories were like at an all time, high. all time high. And then, you know, you had George Floyd and then, you know, the, the riots that ensued after that. And and it, for me, I just looked at everything as like, oh, people are completely controlled by fear right now. Well, that's very true. And that's very true. And I think that as a, you know, when to your point, when everyone was forced to stay home and kind of sit with that fear and the TV was just like yelling at us all, we're all going to die if you go outside. I, I honestly think like people fucking snapped. They totally snapped. A lot of people snapped. Yeah. You, you know, know? You're, you're seeing it now. I mean, the prime example, airports, you know, it's the worst. It's insane. People are so angry at airports. Yeah. It's like it's. Yeah, it's not fun. And I'm curious, like, what is it about an airport that is, is, is it because you're locked inside of a tube? It's kind of like people having like weird triggers of like, I can't leave this. This is the rule. You know, you, I don't do, know. do people feel like they're in quarantine there? I don't know. Yeah. That's a really good question because I was just talking to my husband about that. He's like, God, everybody at the airport is so angry. I'm like, I know. It's like it feels different than it used to. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it could be. I think people are still, though, look, we're all like coming out of a collective trauma. Yeah. Um, we all have a little bit of a PTSD situation going on. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, it would be nice to say we just went back to. Uh, the way things used to be, but as you said, right, it's 2023 AC. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I think we're all just trying to still navigate that space. Yeah. You know, it's tricky. 
And a lot of people died. A lot of people lost loved ones and family and not just from COVID, but from drug abuse, from addiction, from suicide, from a lot of other things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's and then you 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 kind of on top of it all, it's like everyone had to deal with the trauma of like losing loved ones, the fear of losing loved ones. You know, losing jobs, losing uh, some people, you know, people lost a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And then you throw in the fact that we were all lied to about so many things mm -hmm. on top of it. Right. Unnecessarily. And it, and so I think, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the foundation of, of, you know, society has been, I don't think it's totally shattered, but there's a fracture in it's it. It's been rocked. Yeah. And it's still being rocked. And it's going to take a long time for, yeah. for, for us to... I personally think it's gonna take a while for us to really kind of get to the other side of that. And yeah. I honestly am like, it's gonna look a lot different. And that's what's gonna, ha like what the reality of it yeah. is just gonna look a lot different. And, you know, uh, I don't know, Portugal is calling. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. A buddy of mine's m moving to Portugal. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. thinking about moving to Portugal. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. Don't they have like a great flat tax or some shit? Apparently. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. I just sound, <laughs> it sounds fun, but right. I'm but here. You just got back from Indonesia for two months. I know. You know. No, look, hey, I, I actually, you know what? Like, by the way, you were in Indonesia for two months. Where's your fucking tan, Cindy? Jack, I don't tan. <laughs> I burn. I'm Polish. We just like this is some white ass skin. It does not tan. <sighs> I didn't get uh, a sunburn, but I got food poisoning. That uh, was fun. There you go. It was great, Yay. but it was worth it. Food. S mm. Stay away from that street meat. That was a problem. I like usually have a rule of I don't eat street food. And then I was with my friends and they're like, let's go to this place. I'm like, sure. And I was like thinking it's a restaurant. And we get there and I was like, it's kind of a restaurant. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh no, it's actually kind of street food. Ruined. Done. It's all right though. Yeah. Thailand's the, the only place you can get down with street food. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, why in Thailand can you eat street food and you're chilling? But anywhere else in Southeast Asia, if you do, you're fucked. <laughs> it's true. Like, what, what's their secret? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Cindy, where can uh, folks find you? So you can find me at uh, cindykeza.com. All of my classes, my events, everything is on there. Uh, social media, everything's under Cindy Keza. Cool. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah. and your show, when's that? Is it out? Is it out now? Currently? Nope, it's not out now. Well, okay. So Dead Files uh, on Discovery Plus, Max, and on Travel Channel. Cool. So it'll be Thursdays, uh, nine eight Central. One. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so thanks, Jack. Thank you. This is fun. Yeah. Cool. I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.